Hi, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. Isn't it good to be on the road? And this is another show. If you haven't joined us before, welcome. Welcome. I hope somebody has recommended you come and join us because this show is all about the RV world. So that's your recreational vehicle, your caravans, your motorhomes, your camper trailers, your tents, whatever it be. And then we go out and see Australia. So it's just terrific and it's great that you joined us. And speaking of joining us, we can now go back to the Northern Territory. <laughs> How good's that? We can go back. If you're in New South Wales, you now can go back to the Northern Territory. We can go back to South Australia. We can go down to the ACT. Oh, the world is opening up again for us. We've just got to get Victoria open. We've got to get Tasmania open because you've just got to go to Tasmania. If you haven't been to Tasmania, put that one on your list. Oh, my golly, it is gorgeous. Queensland, we're waiting for them. And of course, we're waiting for Western Australia. But by golly, we've now got the Northern Territory. We're back again. Oh, it's just terrific. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, there's a new Mazda. The new Mazda BT50 is out. So you can go and have a look at that. That comes in three three models, basically. You've got a cab chassis. Uh, and then you've got a couple of ute models. I think they're calling them pickups. I don't call them pickups. I call them utes because they are utes and we are in Australia and that's what we do. So they're utes. What else? Oh, there's so much. Oh, yeah. Victorian manufacturing is back. Victorian manufacturing is back. How good is that? And how big is the RV industry? Well, in 2018, the caravan market, the value to Australia was 4.5 B. B for bucks. B for B. 4.5 billion. How good. Oh, magic. Now, your manufacturers and your dealerships and your accessories and your service and your repairs and the RV storage and camping equipment and whatnot, that was all there. You had 21,000 full-time jobs, 21,000 full-time jobs, 4,300 trade businesses. The caravan and motorhome industry, it just employs so many people. Now, out of those people, two-thirds of them are from Victoria. So if you've had... Your, your RV, your camper trailer, your motorhome, your caravan on order, and it's been coming from Victoria, it's not your dealership's fault. It's not the manufacturer's fault. The only fault is COVID, that COVID-19. That's what happened because the Victorian government closed all manufacturing. So there was, there was vehicles down there that were just about ready to be shipped. They basically only had to screw on the nuts on the wheels uh, and say, go, but when they were told to stop, they had to stop. So there was vehicles down there. I know because I've been talking to some of the dealers up here in New South Wales. And they had vehicles that were just about ready to be shipped, but they couldn't ship them. So hallelujah, it's about to happen. You're about to get, if, if yours is near finished, and I think they're going to be working a lot of overtime down there to try and get as many people into their RV for Santa Claus time as absolutely possible. But you've got you've got about 4,000 people that work just in the camping stores around Australia, which is lovely. That's just lovely. And, and you've got about nearly 650,000 registered RVs travelling around the place. So the visitors, when you had the international visitors coming in, they were spending about $8.6 billion dollars. They were just spending that. Caravan Parks pulled in $2.1 billion. So it's happening. There's a lot of... There was 11.9 billion... Million, sorry. 11.9 million domestic trips that were happening. So, hey, it's a big, big industry. And having been shut down... Oh, so good to have it open again. Now, what else is open? Oh, yes. We've got a new antenna going into Coffs Harbour. So as of next week, the show will be on... Uh, going up to Coffs Harbour as well. So we'll be doing that. And we're already in the Southern Highlands now. So all those folks down in Barrow and, and Mittagong and Berrima, welcome to you because it's fabulous to have you here. It's just fabulous. I, I, and if you want to, you can you can go onto our website and you can get podcasts. So if you're driving along, like I got a call from somebody during this week to say that they had downloaded a whole bunch of podcasts so they can listen to the show as they go on their trip because they're going on the school holiday trip. So that's terrific. And all you do is you go on to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. All the podcasts are on there. There's over 50 shows. It's getting towards 60 now. So you can go onto those, download as many of those as you want. And hey, we talk to you all the way around Australia, which is what we do anyway, because this show goes nationally. We are national on the vast satellite network. So the VAR satellite network, you'll find us on there. So if you've got the VAR satellite, hey, we're with you all the way around. 
So we try and make it easy for you. We do. We try and make it easy as can be. If you're going to have easy as can be, you might as well have the easy beats, don't you reckon? What about a little bit of music? Here's the easy beats, easy as can be. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. I'll be back with you right after the easy beats, and I've got some terrific stuff to tell you about. So here's the easy beats. Ah, oh, welcome back. Easy as can be. Hey, the easy beats, you've got to bop along to that. Now, what else could be easy as can be? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so grab your pencil because you're going to want to write this down. It's offroadsystems.com.au. Offroadsystems.com.au. So, you know, when you're packing up your station wagon, your four-wheel drive, your ute, and you've got stuff all messy. Well, you don't have to. You can have a set of drawers created for your vehicle. When I say created, they're made here in Australia right now. Like you've got manufacturing happening right now here in Australia, and these are outstanding. I'm telling you, outstanding. And how outstanding? Well, you can choose whether you want steel frame or whether you want aluminium frame. If you choose the aluminium frame, they weigh less. You know when you take out, you've got a seven-seater, say, you take out the two back seats, the two very back seats to put your drawers in, the drawers, the aluminium frame drawers will weigh less. Most likely they will weigh substantially less than the factory seats that you're taking out. So you've, you've improved your load capacity. Isn't that just terrific? I think it is. Now then, if you want to, if you've got a fridge, and possibly you've got a fridge. Well, you know, leaning in to get to your fridge can be difficult. Well, you can have a fridge slide. They actually make, this is offroadsystems.com.au, they actually make their own fridge slides, like make them. And then they can have the box that goes around it, which is called the, the house, the fridge house. And if you've got a 40-litre fridge or a 50-litre fridge or a 60-litre fridge or a whopping 75-litre fridge, whatever it be, they will make... The, the whole fridge box, the fridge house, to suit you. They can put the slide in. And then the drawers, they've got bump stops in the drawers. So even if you park with your nose down, so you're facing uphill and you think your drawers, you can't open them and you can't keep them open, these have got a bump stop built in. Oh, so clever. And then the wings that others charge you for, 
For the side wings, they're included when you buy from off-road systems. Oh, they're fabulous. So you talk to them about which fridge pack you want, because you can have a fridge pack one, a fridge pack two, a fridge pack three, and that will determine the number of drawers that you get. But they're all customised for you. And then you can even choose the colour of your carpet. You know how everybody just has the black carpet, you know, the black marine carpet? No, you can have a choice of colours. So if you've got nice light beige coloured upholstery and you want nice light beige coloured carpet, you just talk to them, they'll do it for you. If you need a table, you know you go camping and you've got a you've got a rattly table that's just floating around somewhere and rattle, rattle, rattle. No way. No, they've got it, they've designed this so that you can have the table built into its own little slide house again. They make the table, you pull it out, drop the legs down, you've got your table. I'm telling you, they are magic, magic people. So all you do is go onto their website, offroadsystems.com.au, and they sell all the way around Australia. So it doesn't matter where you are, they will create. You give them the sizes, they, and they know the sizes, but you tell them what you want. They will create and then they'll ship it to you, or you can go into their factory in Smeaton Grange, and it's all done. Just fabulous. All right, so offroadsystems.com.au. Now, Campsite Power, this was interesting, holidaybarksdownunder.com.au, they did a beaut thing on Campsite Power and your caravan's 240-volt appliances. So modern caravans, they're full of 240-volt appliances, aren't they? And some of which require a lot of power. So your Campsite Power outlet at your caravan park or your national park uh, campsite offers a single... Uh, or differs to your normal 240 volt at home in a, in a residential home. The, the capacities, however, are not endless. So your your power, <coughs> pardon me, your power outlets are rated at 15 amps. So your your residential ones are at 10 amps. So the earth connection is bigger, and they're suitable for a 15 amp power cord, which use a bigger earth pin, and they've got thicker wiring. So then you need a resi- a residual current device. You should have that. So campsite power outlets ought to have an RDC, which is a residual current device, fitted to cut off the supply where required. That's that little um, uh, little switch, you know, that goes pop if you put too much power in and then you just put it back down again. So those are available. Uh, if you, if you, where you're camping doesn't have one, then you can normally get one at your camping store. So be aware of that. You've got to have a 15 amp power cord so that's a 240-volt circuit. We'll have a 15-amp, 240-volt inlet so that you can safely plug in your 15-amp campsite power to it. So you'll find that the 15-amp power cords are available at most um, caravan shops or most hardware shops, whatever, but it's 15-amp that you need. It's not the one that you use at home. It's different. So don't think you've got an extension cord at home. I'll throw that in and use it. You can't doesn't work unless you've got an amp fibian but that's another thing altogether i'll tell you about <clears throat> pardon me so you've got to check your cords this is important so inspect the condition of your power cords of your 240 volt power cords before you go because uh, even in queensland they recommend that you get an electrician to tag and test your appliances once a year but you've got to uncore your cords so don't think that you've 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 pl- uh, you've parked right next to the power pole and so you've got a, a cord that's 30 metres long or whatever and you just leave it wound up and you plug one end into your van and, and four foot wide across, you, you then plug it in and you leave it all wound up. No, 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 don't do that, no. Because a coiled cord can overheat and you don't want that. So you've got to spread the cord out, even if you do big S's and whatnot, that's fine. But as long as you lay it out all the way around so that you don't overheat your cord. And then try not to link your cords as well. If you're going to link them, then you use an approved device, which is called an Amphibian. Now, that's a get your pencil again. It's A-M-P-F for Freddy, I-B-I-A-N. A-M-P-F for Freddy, I-B-I-A-N. Now, if you Google Amphibian, they're Australian-made as well. Oh, just genius. Just genius. So they've got the, the uh, residual current device already built into them. So that's a clever thing to do. So power consumption, or that, that can vary with all your devices. So your toaster and your coffee machine and your power tool and your oven and your air conditioners, they, if you use them all, then you're going to exceed your 15 amps and you will pop it. So you've got to be, you know, it's a little bit of trial and test. So, you know, you might put your air conditioner on, you might put your coffee machine on, and then you might put your oven on and it goes pop. So you might have to go without one of those until you sort out exactly how much power you, you can use 
have safely without popping your little residual current device. And then check your compliance plates because the amperage of your 240 volt compliance plates. So avoid switching on multiple high powered 240 volt devices, which is what we're just talking about. Avoid doing that all at once because if they're running heating elements or compressors, you can, you can pop them all off. So you don't want to do that. So what you do want to do is you just want to have a good time. I think that's good advice. If you're going to have some good advice, you might as well listen to the McClymans. McClymans are an Aussie girl band. They're three girls. Or I think they're three sisters. And they do some things. And this song is called Good Advice. So if you want that, here they go. Good Advice, the McClymans. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are On The Road. If you want to listen to more On The Road, then go onto our website, On The Road Media com.au on the roadmedia.com.au and all the podcasts are on there you'll find us on spotify as well so we're there so there you go here's good advice to the climates hey i'll be back with you in just a little while it ain't always easy trying to work out what you want in life steady career ain't interferes with being perfect wife i'll try my hardest but i don't always get it Remember what my old man said I gotta learn to let things go Mama always told me If it don't feel right No means no Hard lessons learned But that's just the way it goes No use waiting for the world to show Gibbons, hey, we are on the road and I'm with Jacqueline Bold. Now, Jacqueline Bold, you know, is with Bold, TCRC. That's Bold Trailer Caravan and Repair Centre. And they're in, well, you're, what, Carring Bar, Tarrant Point, where are you? Yeah, look, we, as a local, it's Tarrant Point, but officially it's Carring Bar. If you go there you go. Your so we're in the south so of So you know why I was confused. <laughs> but I was just talking to, to Jacqueline and she was saying, let's do a public service announcement for the whole industry to help you. Because if you've got your RV, whether it be your caravan, your trailer, your horse float, whatever it be, then there's certain things that we need to be aware of as we head into the summer season. And what are those? Correct. 
Well, thanks to the lovely virus that's been floating around, <laughs> everybody is travelling Australia as far as they can. You know, people are a little bit housebound, which is great. But the whole industry, um, on top of the resurgence it was already experiencing before COVID, is really booming right now. But that means that if you need maintenance, servicing, rego checks, if you're looking to buy parts and accessories, there are extra delays because there's more people that are already possibly booked in in front of you. So, um, you right mean they're not the only one? They're not the only one. <laughs> no. So, uh, a lot of people don't realise that the majority of manufacturing and the import docking for the majority of caravan parts in Australia is Victoria. Oh. Victoria's been shut down already now for, what are we at now? Too long. Seven, eight weeks, long a while. Long time. We already had the the delay from the beginning of the year, from Christmas, led into Chinese New Year closures, led into a shipping company that ceased travelling between Australia and China because it went under. So five companies had to be, worth of stock has had to be dealt with by four, I've been led to believe. And then our COVID restrictions, shutdowns means that there's... Um, delays and inabilities to get certain parts or very long delays so please be aware that you know if you're going and asking your your favorite mechanic rv mechanic caravan place for something anywhere around australia it may be that it's stuck in victoria and there's extra delays getting it up because they're just sending them from victoria rather than shipping to new south wales or any other state and distributing from there or they're completely shut and we cannot get our hands on it until Victoria reopens up completely because they were not deemed essential services, a lot of these businesses. So manufacturing in Australia was not deemed was not an essential, deemed essential service. service. No. <laughs> and for some even uh, supplying caravan parts, if they were just supplying the parts and it was online, they were it's kind of wishy. Some were able to and some weren't. Some were only allowed to go to work to manufacture axles but nothing else. It's, it's been a very interesting occurrence oh. and every company's found themselves in a different position that we're dealing with, so every supplier. So on top of that, that there's, there can be extra delays of maybe up to a week or two or six to eight weeks to get certain parts, just your routine servicing and repairs and modifications on your RVs, on your trailers, on your caravans, expect to, your mechanic to be booked out further in advance so please don't leave it to the last minute <laughs> instead of thinking oh look every year for the last so many years i've only had to ring maybe a week before i wanted to get something done and it's done you know not just us but everybody else worth their weight you know in gold that's in the industry that i speak to around the country is now already booking you know, November, December, January, February next year. Whoa! So there's still a, there's still some appointments to be had, but please don't leave it to the last minute because yeah. we all are getting, um, you know, yeah. we don't want to let people down, but uh, at the same token, there's only so many hours in a day to work. And safely. it's not your fault, this jolly COVID thing? People are bringing caravans off, you know, out of paddocks that have been unregistered sitting on someone's farm for 10 years and, and bringing it back into a roadworthy condition. Yeah, that takes a bit of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a long job. And takes up space in the workshop. Takes up space. Start, you know, there's just an extra, you know, with yeah. the inability to buy caravans brand new, they've gone to buying second-hand caravans which have required work or completely unregistered caravans and campers. Oh, and adding, dear. It's, boat trailer, it's boating season, so the boat trailers are being dragged so out of garages. So the secret is... Get in early. Get in early. Get in touch with So if with you've your... got a trailer, if you've got a caravan, you've got your RV and you need something done and you think, by golly, we might use it. We might use it. Don't wait till the last minute. No. Get in now. And Even at least... if you just want a part, go and ring your mechanic and say, I want one of these and I'm going to want it before Christmas or yeah. keep it in mind, these factories then re-shut down for Christmas shutdown oh, yeah. almost the end of January. <laughs> Um, if they go off normal years. So if you want something before February next year, please ring your, your yeah. favourite mechanic right now and ask him to get it for you. Oh, well, that's about the best bit of advice we could get, isn't it? So rather than you being there, getting all excited about going on holidays, wanting to ring through, get your service done, you're not going to get it done unless you start planning ahead. And you can't blame your, your, your repairer because they're the ones that can't get the parts. They want your business, but they need the parts as well. So give them time to get those parts. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road and we'll be back in just a little while. Oh, do you want a song? Do you want another song? Another song? Another song. Uh.
Let's go, touch your paradise by John Farnham. Oh, touch your paradise, John Farnham. Oh, you're good. Touch your paradise, John Farnham. Here we go. Hey, this is for Jacqueline Bold. Jacqueline, what's your phone number again at Bold TCRC? Sure, it's 02-8544-8114. Or shoot me a message. Go to our, face, go to our, sorry, our Facebook, our website, boldtcrc.com.au. You're fabulous. There we go. Here comes Johnny Farnham. Touch your paradise. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We'll be back with you in just a little while.
Oh, yeah, Johnny Farnham, Touch of Paradise. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline Bold, for that. And don't forget, if you want some drawers, then you go to offroadsystems.com.au. Now, when Jacqueline was talking about Touch of Paradise, then Cabago is where you've got to be thinking. Because Cabago, as we know, is a Touch of Paradise. But by golly, they went through the fires from hell during that Christmas season. So if you want to go down and have a look, and spend some money and do some things, which is lovely. It's about five hours away. It's less than 400k. So that's south of Sydney. And it's called Cabago. It's in the bigger area, in the beautiful bigger valley. And Cabago itself, it combines the skills and the craft of a beautiful working village with a historic past. It's got a streetscape with many turn-of-the-century buildings, and there's still some there, so you can go and see some, and that makes it a beautiful attraction for visitors. And it's it suffered, it did, it suffered some devastating losses in the in the black summer bushfires of January this year, January 2020. I mean, you think, what a heck of a year, huh? What a heck of a year. But the community bond and the spirit, well, it just continues to shine. And the locals, well, they're welcoming the visitors back to the bustling village once again. So this is your chance. The streets give up some beautiful surprises. You've got some vintage stores down there. You've got some terrific little eateries and, and you've got some art galleries and craft workshops. And of course, you've got the heritage buildings that the town's famous for. So many of those buildings now house the craftspeople who not only sell a range of unique goods and, you know, that might be woodcrafts and pottery and leather and artworks, but you can often see them actually creating their craft or, or using their craft and creating their works when when you visit Cabago. So it's, it's a lovely, it's a close-knit rural community and, and it's a very self-sufficient village. So it's beautiful. So you've, you'll really, really like it. And, and one of the things that you might like to do is to contact a country, so grab, grab your pencil again because you might want to do this, Blaze Aid, Blaze Aid, B-L-A-Z-E-A-I-D, now, you might want to contact Blaze Aid because what they're doing is, especially down in Cabago, but in about, oh, I think it's about 25 different places, you've got um, uh, lots of people lending a hand. So I'll give you a bit of an idea. And uh, The Great Nomad Times, they've said, yes, it's been a tough year for the rural communities. That's uh, <laughs> a bit of an understatement, isn't it? Uh, so before the COVID-19, you had all the fires and all the things and heartbreak and people losing their homes and whatnot. But many grey nomads are now playing their part. And bearing in mind, when I say grey nomads, you do not have to be grey and you do not have to be a nomad. All it means is you've got a beautiful heart and you're prepared to go down there and have a little bit of a holiday at the same time as you do some work because you can play your part in helping that devastated regional community. And there's many of them. And just recover. So you can, yes, you can go down there and visit and spend a few dollars, and that's lovely. But other people, like if you go to Blaze Aid, they've currently got 25 camps across New South Wales and South Australia and Victoria. And, and the grain nomads are stepping in and helping the farmers. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So there's, you know, there's not a lot of volunteers, but there's many of them. But in the Cabago area, there's about 25 volunteers. Half of those are, are grey nomads, which is lovely. So the team at Cabago, well, yeah, they work six days a week. Uh, they all get a camp day off on the Friday to give everyone the opportunity to get out and explore the area. But during the week, they'll arrange an average of about three to five kilometres of fencing. Three to five kilometres of fencing. So since January, the various teams that have been working in Cabago, they've cleared over 200 kilometres of fence and they've built 180 kilometres. And they've still got another 300 kilometres of fencing to go. So with so much to do, Blaze Aid, well, they need your help. They need your help. So if you can do it, if you've, it doesn't matter if you've never seen a fence. It doesn't matter if you're not qualified, as long as you're prepared to pitch in. And they've got roles there for cleaning or catering or administration work and all the training's provided. So they've got experienced volunteers and they'll help you and they'll make you welcome. And the property owners are just amazed at the speed at which the volunteers actually get the work done and they're hugely appreciative. And you don't have to be super fit. You know, you can do some, as long as you can do something, then you're fine. And then that's going to be helping the community and helping a farmer that helps us and puts food on our tables and does everything else. So if you're a volunteer, say in the Cabago area, then you get a free camp spot. You get free electric hookup, you get toilet blocks, you get hot showers, and they try to give you three meals a day. So 
It's good, hey? It's good. So the atmosphere in the camp is pretty upbeat. There's always some fun to be had. And and one of the grey nomads who came there a while ago with the intention of staying two weeks has already been there three months. So you can really be hooked. So Blaze Aid, that's what you've got to do. Now, it's blazeaid.org.au. I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Here, Blaze Aid. So if you want to uh, contact them, then that's all you do is you just go on to Blaze Aid and it's .org.au. And, and you'll find them. They are just terrific, terrific people. Sorry, blazeaid.com.au.com.au. Blazeaid.com.au. If you have a look at that site and you'll find them, if you want to send them an email, then go to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at blazeaid.com.au. But what a wonderful, wonderful thing. But there's 25 places that you can go to. Now, I reckon, Jacqueline loved Johnny Farnham. I reckon that if you're going to pitch in and help, then I reckon we need a little bit of help from Johnny Farnham, don't you reckon? So we might let Johnny Farnham do a double act. So here's Johnny Farnham again with help. And it's a fabulous song. So blazeaid.com.au. And, uh, and if you just if you can't do it, but you want to give them some money, then you can go to blazeaid, B-L-A-Z-E-A-I-D, dot donations at gmail.com. So blazeaid.donations at gmail.com, and that's fully tax deductible. So there you go. But if you want to go down to Cabago, it's about an easy five hours. It's less than 400K, and you get you get looked after as long as you look after them. I think that's a beaut thing to do. So if you've got some kids and they're on school holidays or, you know, Christmas time coming up and you're thinking, what do we do? That might be a lovely thing where they get to participate in putting something back into the community as well. So here goes. John Farner, here's help. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. This show is On The Road. We love being on the road with you. We really do. If you want to find out more, you go to our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. You can give us a phone call, 1300-537-711. Scott Gibbons, here's John Farnham. Help, because that's what you're going to do. Here's help.
You can never have too much John Farnham, can you? I reckon that helps song. By golly, that's a beauty. I just think it's one of his. And he's done so many big ones, hasn't he? But that's just an absolute screamer, literally. (laughs) It's a screamer. Now, are you getting ready to get lost? Are you getting ready to get lost? Is that what you're doing? On the, uh, let's see, what site was it? The uh, Dometic. Dometic were talking about this. And they said you've got to have a checklist to get ready to get lost. So you've got to start with planning your trip around the towns. And if you can, and I know we were just talking about this with blazeaid.com.au, but plan your trips. If if you're doing nothing, then go and plan a trip around the areas that were affected by the bushfires. So you've got Canberra and Batemans Bay in New South Wales and Maruru in New South Wales and Naruma in New South Wales. And they're just some of the, the towns that were affected locally around New South Wales. But if you're in, what you've got to do, if you're in any part of Australia that was affected by bushfires, if your state was affected, then just Google bushfire-affected towns and you'll get a list and then you can go and help out. So you can go and visit. You can buy some goodies, you can have a holiday, you can talk to the shopkeepers down there because although they may still be in business, you know, they've had just a hard time. They went through drought, they went through the fires, they missed out on all the Christmas trade and then as soon as they started to open up, they got hit with this COVID thing. So, you know, that's something that we can all do, can't we? And then if you want to, and this is something nice for you and for the town, you can create your own convoy. So it's a good thing. You can travel with friends. You might want to travel around Australia. You might want to travel within your own state, go interstate, whatever you want to do. But pick out the friends and say, listen, this is what we're going to do. Then plan the trip. And then you can invite as as many as you want, uh, as long as you you can basically be self-contained, I would guess, because if you're going in, it's going to be a busy season this season. But the greater the, the convoy then the greater the impact, if you will, on the, the on that town that you go to or the towns that you go to because, you know, you're going to be spending money, whether it be fuel or coffee, whatever it be, souvenirs, you know, go in and whatever you buy, buy Aussie. So then you've got to do a checklist, a check through, if you will, a stock check of your camping gear. So, you know, have you got everything that you need and, and you've got to utilise if you will, a camping checklist to ensure that you've got everything you need and, and that you've, <laughs> and the everything you need has got to work because <laughs> it includes making sure that each item you have is working or is charged. You, know, you might have a, a torch that you charge up and you think, oh, I've, I've had this torch for five years now, it's a beauty. Well, the battery might have died. <laughs> it might have died. So you might charge it up, then turn it on and see how long it stays alight for. Uh, or is it just going to, uh, <laughs> and you've lost your light. So check all of those things. And once you've got everything, then organise them in the back of your vehicle. If you can, get yourself some off-road system drawers because then you know that everything is organised. And if you've got a camper trailer, you can flat pack your storage boxes and use those. And if you need new camping gear, where do you buy? Well, you buy local. You buy as Australian as you possibly can because it's fabulous Australian camping outlets available for you to purchase your gear from. So don't just go onto the internet and buy the cheapest bit of imported gear that you can get. Look after a shop, the shop that actually has a shop front that you can go in and touch and feel and look 
and maybe get some advice. Those people are paying rent and you might as well give them the extra bit of business because they are there for you. When you need something, they're there for you. So, you know, I think that's what we've got to do is look after the people who are already paying rent because you know, they've, got, they've got responsibility, they've got staff. The internet, you don't know, you know, could be one person, you're not employing anyone. So look after the people that have got a shop. And then if you can, oh, and do this as often as you can, stick with Australian-made products because you're not just then supporting a local business, you're helping to keep the jobs right here in Australia. And then you've got to do a pre-trip maintenance on your vehicle and your camper trailer or your caravan or whatever it be. So your pre-trip vehicle and, and trailer inspections, they're vital. Um, they they are vital, aren't they? I mean, Jacqueline Bold from Bold TCRC, that's what she said. You've got to get your trip check done as early as you can. Book it in, but you've got to check to see that your vehicle and your trailer and whatnot are all serviced and done. So that's important. So do you can do... Some of the maintenance yourself, if it's, you know, just shining something up, you can do that. But if you don't have a camper trailer and you want one, then get an Australian-made one. Get an Australian-made one. Because not everyone, um, you're not going to buy one every day. You don't want to buy one every day. And you'll find that if you look around, some of the people who bought the imported ones, they've got rid of them. And they've gone back. And yes, they've paid that little bit more, but they've got Australian-made brands because the product is better. And then you're supporting Australian manufacturing and we know how important that is, don't we? I mean, we do know how important that is. So that's, that's important. Then you've got to look at your pantry. <clears throat> Pardon me. So your pantry's important. You've got to plan for the, the menus for your trip. So pre-prepared meals. Funny word that, isn't it? Pre-prepared because that's what prepared is. But pre-prepared meals is nothing better than ripping into a hearty meal after a long drive and and that's a good thing, but the best thing to do is if you can do it without uh, all the pressure on you. So all you've got to do is heat and serve with as little fuss as you can. So if you've got those pre-prepared meals, that is just fabulous. Now, if you're into stews, but you're not great with coals, then the thermal insulated cookware, that could be fabulous for you. It's a beaut alternative when you're on tour. They're a little bit bulky, but they can retain enough heat to slow cook preheated recipes safely without a power source as you drive from camp to camp. And then you've got cold storage because fridges require less effort to keep items cool if they're well packed and the items are pre-chilled. So don't just go to the supermarket and, and put stuff in there and, and make your fridge work too hard. See if you can pre-chill it at home and then leave enough airflow around the items. Don't just jam back your fridge, you'll leave some airflow around there. And then if you can chill your van or your camper fridge before you leave, so a day or so before you leave, that should do the trick. So that's a good thing to do. And then if you've got a few frozen water bottles, you can put them in the other little plastic bottles, but don't fill them up. Don't fill them up. Give them a squeeze, uh, then put some water in because the water will expand as it freezes. So squeeze them, put some water in, put the top on, then it'll open up and there'll be some leftover air and that'll still give you frozen water but you're not going to explode it into your fridge which is a clever thing to do <laughs> so then you've got frozen meat such as a roast you can you can cut that and that can achieve the same sort of result just defrost it over a couple of days and that might be good try and do some one pot meals where you can so when you're planning camping meals think about the tools that you'll be using on the road and you know, you're dealing with a smaller sink you're dealing with less power you've got fewer utensils the burners are normally closer together and occasionally you've got a limited water supply so think about that first and and then you know you might want some veggies because veggies are really good they can be long lasting for a meal and, and you can use butternut pumpkin or capsicum or cabbage or beets or carrots or onions or spuds because they last a long time and and then choose what you'd use at home if you like because frozen veggies they work as good too and then you can have, um, you know, there's a good time to check, if you would, that your cooking appliances and your power supplies and everything will work. So, you know, and then you've got to buy what you can. Then you can pre-check out to see if there's some swap and go for your gas, if you need to find some gas while you're out on the road, that sort of thing. So pack your meat properly. Um, have plenty of water with you. You've got to have plenty of water. Anything expands with water usually lasts longer and takes up less room. So lentils and rice and pasta and oats, they're all great. Uh, but yeah, they're easier to pack, but they expand with water. So that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. Condiments, remember to put your, your salt, your pepper and your dry stock and your sauces and your fats and oils. You don't need as much as necessarily you do at home because, you know, when we're on the road, we're taking a little bit easier, aren't we? But, you know, if you're taking your stovetop espresso with you, you might want to do that. You need a good bread knife. Don't forget that. You might find it easier to go to a baker and get an uncut loaf and then you can just slice it up to suit yourself. Wraps are easy. Wraps are, are as good as bread and they take up so much less space. So good things to do. But your know, nuts and dried fruit, all those things, put them in and you know that you're going to have fresh food while you're on the road. Now, fresh food when you're on the road, what's the one thing that we love to do in Australia in this time of the year is we love to have a barbecue. We love a barbecue, don't we? Now, if you haven't heard this song, and maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't. If you're a long-time listener, then you would have because I played it once before. It's Frankie Davidson. It's called the Aussie Barbecue Song. Frankie Davidson, he's an Aussie, and this is called the Aussie Barbecue Song. I reckon, listen to the words. Make sure you listen to the words. You're going to love it. Frankie Davidson, the Barbecue Song. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. Gee, I love being on the road with you. Here we go. You enjoy that. When the summer sun is shining on Australia's happy land... When countless spires of smoke inspires the many solemn bands. You'll see Australians watching their lunch go up in flames. By the smoke and the smell, you can clearly tell it's Barbie time again. When the steaks are burning fiercely, when the smoke gets in your eyes, when the sausages taste like fried toothpaste and you're driven mad with flies, it's a national institution, it's the Aussie thing to do. So come along, mate, and grab your plate, let's have a barbecue. The Scotsman loves his haggis, and the French eat snails and frogs. The Greeks go crackers over their massacres, and the Yanks all love our dogs. The Welshmen like to have a leak, and the Irish love their stew. But you just can't beat the half-cooked meat at an Aussie barbecue. When the steaks are burning fiercely, when the smoke gets in your eyes, when the sausages taste like fried toothpaste and you're driven mad with flies, it's a national institution, it's the Aussie thing to do. So come along, mate, and grab your plate, let's have a barbecue. stuck to the margarine and the bread has gone rock hard the kids are fighting and the mozzies are biting who forgot the air again there's plants in the esky and the beer is running out and what you saw in mum's coleslaw you just don't think about when the steaks are burning fiercely when the smoke gets in your eyes when the sausages taste like fried toothpaste and you're driven mad with flies it's a national institution it's the aussie thing to do so come along, mate, and grab your plate. Let's have a barbecue. And when the day is over and you're homeward where you end, with a tum that's grotty on the family potty, many lonely hours you'll spend. You may find yourself reflecting, as many often do. Come rain or shine, that's the very last time you'll have a barbecue. When the steaks are burning fiercely, when the smoke gets in your eyes, when the sausages taste like fried toothpaste and you're driven mad with flies It's a national institution, it's the Aussie thing to do So come along mate and grab your plate, let's have a barbecue Yes, come along mate and grab your plate, let's have a barbecue Oh, yeah, Frankie Davidson, the barbecue song. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? I wouldn't be surprised if I get some requests to play that again. If you want to do that, just give me a call, one three hundred five three double seven double one one three hundred five three double seven double one. And it, it, as long as it's Aussie and, and I can fit into the show, then I'll make it happen for you because we have limited time for music because we try and give you some things to do. One of those things to do is we said that the Northern Territory is open. So what, what are you going to do up in the Northern Territory? Well, you're probably going to go to Darwin. If you're going to go to Darwin, then you might as well go to Crocosaurus Cove because Crocosaurus Cove is just terrific. If you want to find out all about crocs and see them up close, oh, yeah. Uh, there's also Crocodilus Park. Crocodilus Park, so you might want to go to that. The Tiwi Islands, oh, that's worthwhile going to because you've got the Tiwi Islands are a chain of nine islands about 80k north of Darwin and the two of the largest islands are inhabited. So that's a beautiful thing to do. It's also home to the Sea 
Turtle Confis Conservation Program, the Sea Turtle Conservation Program. Uh, if you've been there before, those turtles will remember you because they have turtle recall. So just remember that. You've got the, if you want to swim, you don't swim in the Darwin beaches. Do not swim in the Darwin beaches. There's nasties, including crocodiles. So you, we want to see you back. We want to see you touring Australia so you don't swim in the Darwin beaches. But you can chill out at the Wave Lagoon. And the Wave Lagoon's a perfect way to beat the heat because the views from the lagoon are just Oh, magic, sensational. And then you've got the art galleries and the museums in the Northern Territory. Now, there's two that are really, really terrific I'd suggest you go to. One, you'll learn about Cyclone Tracy. So if you find that particular one, Cyclone Tracy, that's worthwhile going to see that museum. And the other one is the War Museums because you will see and learn how much Darwin in particular and the north of Australia was uh, affected during the war. With, with bombing and whatnot. Oh, by golly. If you don't know about it, you will learn about it. You will freak out. It was just so close, like, you know, so close. So thank you to all those, everybody, all the service people, both Australian and international, who saved our nation because the Americans came in, did a wonderful job. So, you know, without them, we might be speaking Japanese. You never know. Then you've got to cruise the Mary River wetlands. That's a beautiful thing to do. The botanic gardens in Darwin are fabulous. Darwin's, as I mentioned, the World War II history. You've got to go and find out about that. You can do a cruise around Darwin Harbour. Got to do that. Uh, and then there's so many more things to do. So many more things to do. So you go and work out the termite mounds, the massive magnetic termite mounds are something you might want to see. But we're about out of time, so... Next week, I think we'll do some more touring. I think we'll go and find some more places to go and see. But in the meantime, we've got to love Australia, haven't we? If you love Australia, then you love gum trees. If you love gum trees, then you've got to have John Williamson, Home Amongst the Gum Trees. I reckon that's a beautiful one to go out on, and you can just sing along with that for the rest of the day. And if you want to, if you want to share the show, just share the show, because it's on podcast and you can go to it nice and easily. Just go to the website, On The Road Media au on the roadmedia.com.au and all the podcasts are on there you just send that link to anybody that you want we in fact we're getting we're getting we've got listeners in the US we've got listeners in Canada we've got listeners in the UK we've got listeners in New Zealand we've got listeners in Norway so you know it's going all over the place it's rocking as they say so if you're going to get a set of drawers where do you get your set of drawers from offroadsystems.com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. Hey, my name's Scott Gibbons. It's been great being with you. You enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. Look after. Wear your mask so that you can listen to us next week. That would be fabulous. All right. In the meantime, here we go. We've got John Williamson, have amongst the gum trees. See you next week. Bye. I've been around the world a couple of times and maybe more. Seen the sights, I've had delights on every foreign shore But when my mates all ask me the place that I adore I tell them right away What do we tell them? Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a two, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair you can see me in the kitchen Cooking up a roast Or Vegemite on toast Just you and me a cup of tea Later on we'll settle down And go out on the porch And watch the possums play Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a two, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front and an old rocking chair There's a safe place up the corner And a woolies down the street And a brand new place they've opened up But they regulate the heat But I trade them all tomorrow For a little bush retreat With a Corcovirus call Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees a sheep, a tuck, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. Up we go. Some people like their houses with fences all around. A 
Others live in mansions and some beneath the ground. But me, I like the bush, you know, with rabbits running round. And a pumpkin pine out the back. This is your turn. Give me a home among the gum trees, with lots of plum trees. A sheep or two, a kangaroo, a clothes gone out the back. Veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. Give me a home among the gum trees, with lots of plum trees. A sheep or two, a kangaroo, a clothes gone out the back. Veranda out the front. 